Blessings. This is Pastor Walter and Maribel Arias welcoming you to the podcast of God of Covenants Christian Center. We hope this time is a blessing for you. Make sure you subscribe to get new messages every week. Enjoy the message and embrace what the Lord has for you. This week's episode, Fish in Troubled Waters by Pastor Walter Arias. Let's listen to the message and may God bless you. Give it to him greatly where you are. May God bless you. May God bless you. And how good it is to be able to take this time of worship, this time of to exalt who we have to exalt, who is everything and gives us everything. In him, he is complete and we're complete in him. And today we want to salute you and not only you that are regularly with us, but in this time of worship as a church, not only you who are the faithful, you have congregated, but all the people that for the first time today are connected to this channel, knowing that this channel is an instrument of God for the blessing of everyone. And in this day, I want to take advantage a moment, if you allow me, so that you can join me as the pastor of the Church of God of Covenants Christian Center, that in unity with my wife and the pastoral support group and the service that we ask for the well-being of the church and for peace on this earth, for the peace from heaven, because it's what we need, not the one that this world gives, but the one that Jesus gives. And I invite you where you are, that if you have a beloved one that you take their hands and if you've seen a special position, I congratulate you. If you're coming out of your bed, then do it quickly, but come and pay a lot of attention to this time of the word as well. And there, grabbing someone's hand, if you can, let us pray for those people in crisis. Lord, and we today ask once again, Lord, before you, today we have come to pr- to worship you and we dispose this time in exaltation and reverence to you. But today we ask for the your mercies and for the work of Christ on the cross, that it be you taking control of those that are sick in this moment, Lord, in every type of sickness, not only of a pandemic of this time, but of of all situations of liver, uh, stomach problems, Lord, in in the part that is respiratory, Lord, in every area that the church and the people are hurting in this moment, Lord, we ask for those that are in the hospital, in beds that are sick, so that you, Lord, can send a word of healing, a word of life to this, those bodies. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Who else would we would go to if not you, Lord? If you only have words of eternal life. And today we cry for those that are going through pain because someone has died in their family, in their circle of friends. We ask for those people that have sick ones in hospitals or homes, that they're worried, that they're anguished, so that your peace is, is, goes above all understanding can cover each and every one of them, Lord. And we give you thanks, God, because we have this freedom to worship you, but also to cry out to you. And we give, as your word says, thanksgiving. Thank you for the healing. Thank you for your provision. And thank you for your hands above all those afflicted. And not only for those that physically find themselves 
ill, but also emotionally those that are feel defeated, feel anguish, and they feel with burdens, those that are in desperation, those that feel that everything has ended because there's no finances. And today we ask God for the miraculous over them. Today, first, that your peace, that they can live day to day looking for your kingdom and your righteousness, and you will add those provisions as you give to the birds of the sky, as you give to all the animals, Lord. How much more to the children that you have called by grace and this earth that you have placed us on, where you have placed us that produces. Provide for each and every one in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Blessed be the Lord. How good it is to be able to come in this morning where you may be and to be a participant of the time of worship and praise, but also how good it is to be able to share the word to all where this place, where this signal goes. And I'm going to ask for a favor that you during the week, if you feel that this word is powerful for you, that has suited you and served you, then please refer this to other people. I invite you that you help us there. Those that are home or where you may be watching from, that you recommend this channel for other people as well. This is a good time to call a family person, wherever they may be, as they have been calling and connecting people from Venezuela, Colombia, Mexico, and other uh, states in the United States, then do persevere in doing this as well so that other people can also have this resource. And today I want to share a topic, a topic that is very special and very appropriate for the time that we're in. And it has as a title, Fish in Troubled Waters. Fish in Troubled Waters. And this phrase, this popular, refers to those people that take advantage of the difficult moments or the times of crisis. And also this phrase is a reference to a situation that's real to those that a little bit about fishing will understand this with me. But for the others, we'll explain. This is a reality that that when a river or when waters are troubled or the waters are agitated and there's a, a little bit of, or the sand makes it uh, yellow, It's it, that's called troubled waters. And there the fishermen can catch. It's the best time to catch. Not when the waters are clear and crystal and still. No, when it becomes troubled. So this saying, it has a parallelism with the moments of confusion, with the moments of change, or with the disagreements of daily life. It causes, this has a parallel because we can, in a way, adapt to the reality of the situations. And today we're living in a pandemic. Today we're living in a financial crisis. There's a lot of tension. There's a lot that is disorganized. All things look like, like, like they they look you know backwards, right? So all this brings or generates a lot of crisis in inner crisis, especially in the family, crisis in the society, crisis in the government, crisis in everywhere, a confusion, something that is troubled, and this that is troubled that we're living. So there's a profit for fishermen. This phrase can be used in two senses. The phrase can be used like an advertence towards the people that come to take advantage of a crisis to deceive you, 
to damage you in a moment where you feel troubled or anguish or in scarcity, someone could come to take advantage of that. But also this word helps us to understand that in the moment of troubled waters, that we can take out what's good from the bad because in a troubled waters, there's profit for the fishermen. And I want you there in your home to please look for the first letter to the Thessalonians in chapter five. And those that are taking notes, that is also good. Chapter five of first Thessalonians of the apostle Paul and verses 21 to 23, I want you to see something very special. And the Apostle Paul says, Test all things, hold fast what is good, abstain from every form of evil. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, spirit, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Three simple things it says there that could be the standard or should be the standard for our lifestyles and much more as in this time that we're living in of pandemic, of crisis, of financial ruin. We have to understand that these three little things first, the Bible says that we examine everything, that we examine it, that we look at it, that we examine that we examine the things, but that we retain what's good of everything that's happening. We look, let us be observant beings. And there we see what's good. The other that it's saying that be we abstain from evil. If something that we have to do here is to make sure that we abstain from evil, to make bad business, to make bad decisions, to make bad decisions, to take a life, uh, to have a life that's disorganized. Look at that simple text. It says to test all things, hold fast what is good. And then it says that we should abstain from every form of evil. And then it says that we guard our spirit, our connection with God, our emotions, our soul, and the physical body which God has given to us. And today I want to speak of three scenarios where there'll be a great gain because it's a troubled waters that we're living in. There's a situation that's global. There's a pandemic that has gone through everything, the political part, the social part, all the things it has turned around. And I want to look here and teach three scenarios where we have to be careful because they either will catch us or fish us or we fish. Understand this. It's a time so that you could observe everything good, retain what's good, abstain from evil, and take care of your spirit, soul, and body because you're either going to fish in this crisis or they're going to fish you. And I want to speak three scenarios. One, the first one is the secular one, which is the scenario of the business. And I'm going to speak of two spiritual scenarios. One is the world evangelism and the other is the deception of Satan that he deceives. So let us get in there. And what's the first point? It's the business, the secular scenario. We have to be careful in this business, in this moment of crisis, in in whatever situation that's adverse, in any troubled waters. Let us look and let us be observant of that atmosphere or this scenario of business, because this is a good opportunity to be able to buy and to sell. Listen well. 
In this situation of crisis and uh, scarcity, there's a great opportunity to be able to buy. Some people, perhaps you might be one of them, that has a money that has been saved, a portion of money that you had some things there. And in this time that it's difficult, you're going to be able to buy assuredly. You're going to be able to go and invest in something. Why? Because you have a resource. You have a resource and you can make investments that will capitalize even more. That's why it says in troubled waters, that's why we say to fish in troubled waters, because there's others that are in need to sell. And I I hope it's not you, they're going to find themselves, but some are going to have the need to sell something because we need to make money. And there has you, you shouldn't be ashamed about that. We have to understand that one has to look for money how they have to if there's a scarcity at home. So some surely are going to have to sell something. And this is, is going to give the opportunity to be able to sell something. Maybe something that you have kept that you've never used. And maybe that's the resource to pay for the rent that's coming. Maybe you have something at home. Maybe you have something that you have it there for so many years. And in this moment, it can suit as an instrument so that you could look for finances. So we're speaking of a secular scenario, the scenario of business where people are going to buy and gain and others are going to have to sell because of necessity. And I hope that you're very careful in this. We have to have in account this. There's something called supply and demand. And I believe that this is one of the moments that we believe that those that look at the finances that you can like, like what gets inflated now gets disinflated. Like the homes of the houses went high, but now maybe perhaps they're going to drop. Every type of property had rose in value, but perhaps maybe now they start to go down. So it's what's saying that the the balloon is being disinflated. So in this time in business, it's not only the opportunity to buy and sell, but it's also the opportunity to come out with ideas, with creative ideas in these troubled waters. I have to take advantage of the moment and I have to look. How am I going to, how can I become creative? How can I do something that can be good in a moment where others maybe need, or maybe there's a situation of deficiency. This is the time to be creative. This is the time, like some have done it, and I congratulate you, to make uh, the mouth coverings from things that they've had, they started to make to cover themselves. They don't have to buy it. They don't have to invest in that, but they could do it. It's creativity. But not only that, they're so creative that they've been able to offer in other places. It's a time to, to make designs to resolve problems. It's a good opportunity because in troubled waters, there's opportunity to fish. And, and there, there's people that started buying disinfectants and even detergents and all this. Now they're negotiating. Why? Because an idea, creative idea comes. And perhaps you're the type of people that has a sewing machine at home. And you say, what do I do with this in this time? What do I have? Well, Moses had a staff and he stood it up and a sea opened up. If you have a sewing machine, put it the thread and start to make masks and you start to sell them in this time. Or different things that you can do today. Why? Because we have to bring forth that 
creativity now in this moment where the waters are troubled. And I've noticed people that have started to use their sewing machines and they've lifted up maybe like a small business. I know a lot of people even here locally in Central Florida, like friends of mine and families in other countries. And perhaps you're the person that you have a machine that you took cut the grass and you didn't know just to cut yours or two times, you know, a month. And maybe you have your finances alone. This is a good opportunity that you go with a mask on and you go and knock on your neighbor and you notice that his grass has grown and perhaps that your crocodiles are going to come out of there and you say, hey, look, I'll cut your grass for this price, this comfortable price. And this person's going to receive a service, but you're going to be able to get some money that you're in need of. There's many ways to make money in a moment where the waters are troubled. Be creative. Ask God for an idea, one idea so that you could change your environment. Many things can be done. I have thought of this in uh, food delivery. There's people that don't have uh, resources and they have a nice kitchen and they cook very good. If you're the type of person that you know how to cook or you have a cookbook or a culinary book, then take advantage of it and take it out and start to call people that maybe you're noticing that they had a habit to go out to restaurants or their profession didn't allow them to cook and say, listen, I'll take you the breakfast. What's the difference if they're going to go to a restaurant and ask for it? And with this, I'm not saying to not buy from a restaurant of the people from the church, but you could also take advantage of the moment. Be a person that is creative. Look, there's another thing. There's people that need to take their dogs out because they always have to take them out to have them do their necessity. And there's people that don't want to come out and the dog is frustrated. He's arguing with the cat or with the canary. And you notice and say, hey, sir or miss, I could take your dog and walk for uh, this amount of money. And you know how many people live from that? In New York is a city where you have people that are dog walkers by a great amount. You see somebody with person with six, seven, eight dogs, they're walking. And you say how they love the money. No, it's how they love the money, but also they love the dogs. But maybe it's a need of someone that doesn't have the time to walk their own dogs. So the business, there's various businesses that I've seen that are making from their business something creative they they had a line of production and in this moment because it's trouble waters and there's opportunity to fish and there's one and forgive the example but it's a reality in in the manufacturer of liquor of the land where i come from they had with the government there to not produce the amount of alcohol beverages because now they can't sell it like before but yes to come out the disinfectants and the alcohol that the hospitals needed and I said wow how wise they're taking advantage of that troubled waters right and they're not ceasing from gaining they just changed the product that's called creative be creative have you heard of companies I've heard of companies that they made uniforms of baseball and uniforms even even shoes sneakers listen well and they've changed their line because now no one is going to buy any uniforms or, uh, or sneakers but people need certain types of things and this is what these companies have now done to sell on a world level be creative we're speaking in this troubled waters it's a great opportunity for business and be careful because you could either sell or you have the opportunity to buy be careful to not leave your mind still, but look for creativity to resolve. And one more thing, be careful. 
of the scammers in this moment. Why? Because the scammers, they take advantage of this confusion. And because we know there's checks that people are waiting for that are sent by the IRS, perhaps in your country where you're in the region, there's help that's going to come by the government, I don't know, or your city. And many companies have offered help. But let me tell you, in those companies that help that are in a way that directed by the government they're very limited but what has come out is a quantity of opportunists which are called scammers and nothing less this I had to add it after I already had come with this sermon I had it already ready and printed out and a call comes to me a phone call and I was already nice still from Thursday the word was there in my heart and in the afternoon a phone call comes a number unknown and I just answered it and I answer and a person and forgive what I'm going to say because it's one of the signs that you have to be careful of a person with an English that I know he comes from India because of the accent and that's where this most scammers exist it's people that dedicate themselves to only deceive they have businesses with offices not that the government is allowing it it's that the scammer is always going to be a scammer and from there they make phone calls to any part and they offer that they're from the IRS or the Department of uh, you know the tax office of the United States or a company of such or they say like in my case they called saying that it was from my credit card company and they need to know if I was going to take advantage so that they wouldn't charge me certain taxes. And I said, taxes of what? Or, and just, and I said, where are you calling me from? And the person repeated because the first thing that they did was say, listen, what is your name, complete name, your address to verify your identity and never answer that. When someone calls you at your house in a time like this or any time, and they say for a motive of security, give me your name and your address and give me your social security. Don't even dare to respond because the person that called has to know who they're calling. Right. And what I say is, where are you calling me from? And if you're calling me, then you should have that information before you. And before that, the person immediately then hung up. Then what I noticed, it was a scammer. It was a scammer. Because in troubled waters, there's people that are going to want to deceive. So be very careful. Don't be a victim of those people that want to take advantage of your situation of crisis or your difficulties. And let us finish this piece with this. See how your knowledge, your profession Oh, your abilities can be used in this moment of crisis. Take advantage, be resourceful, take what's best out of you in a time of crisis and fish in the troubled waters. And secondly, here, analyze that you're a person that they're either going to come and fish you or that you could fish. Be very careful with those people that come to you with certain interests of helping, but maybe behind that is a great deceivement. And I leave that with this portion. And I want to get into, because we've spoken about this topic of the business, that's something very secular. I want to get into then in two scenarios in this moment that are two scenarios that are spiritual. And I want you to please pay attention, but I'm going to ask you to look for a biblical text in second the second letter to Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verses 1 through 5. Very important that you find this and you can have it there. And the word of God says, the apostle Paul to his disciple, his beloved disciple, 
He says, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Listen, what I say, he says to preach the word, be instant in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For, and listen, the for, it says what the Apostle Paul says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch the warning to Timothy, but watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. And I want to get into this in two scenarios that are spiritual, because in troubled waters, there's a great gain for fishermen, right? So the first is the Scenario of evangelism. This is a great opportunity, church. The apostle said it there in verse 1, 2, and 5. Once again, I'm going to repeat it. He says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. What is the apostle Paul saying? Preach the word in this time of pandemic. Preach the word in any time of crisis. Preach the time and be ready in season and out of season, in the morning, at night, and all the time. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Listen well how he says to him, exhort the word, oh, but do it with doctrine and do it with patience in season and out of season. And he makes a warning in verse five. And he says, but you be watchful in all things. Very standing firm. This is an apostle saying to his disciple, be careful. You affirm yourself in the word, affirm yourself in the doctrine, affirm yourself in the sound doctrine of salvation, of the grace through Jesus Christ. Be careful with your ears. Be careful with your life because they're scammers, because there's things spiritual. And there in this, he's saying to be wise, be do the work of an evangelist and finish your ministry. What are we speaking in to fish in troubled waters is a reality that there's a need in the world of the spiritual peace. There's a need of people. They have something in the, the majority of the people that is moved inside their being. And there's something that is only going to supply for your life and for your peace. And that is the word of life, the word of hope. The people in this moment of crisis, of pandemic, are disposed to receive a word, to receive God in their hearts. Are the times of crisis, it's the time of anguish that allow us to come close to the Lord. There's nothing better than a person in a situation that's very adverse, that one comes with a word of power, that a word of mercy, that confronts, yes, that convicts, yes, but with patience, you apply that word and that person receives life and receives life in abundance and eternal life. This is the time to preach the word. This is the time 
to fish in these troubled waters. It's a reality because there's two types of fishing. There's a type that takes advantage of the bad uh, things of a person to do a damage or one that takes advantage of the time to transform a crisis. The church of the Lord is called to transform crisis. The church of the Lord is called to transform the places where we get to. It should be blessed. What, what I step on, what I touch should be blessed. In the name of Jesus, what I speak should sow words of life and not of death. My words should be of healing and not of sickness. What I speak, I speak of words of hope, words of life, because this is the gospel. Even though it confronts, because it speaks of the life that in sin, it takes you to the lake of fire, but it also says the mercy of God is extended through Jesus Christ. What Paul is saying to Timothy, you be careful. I charge you before the Lord that is going to be manifested to the life, living in the death that you speak all the time. This is a crucial time, church. This is a time not to sleep all day. This is a time to wake up in what's spiritual. It's a time to wake up in the societies. It's a time for a revival. It's a time for the glory of God so that the word of God, where it was, where sin abund- is abundant, the grace of God is abundant. In the moment of crisis is where the grace of God is ready to extend itself. But it needs instruments. The church of the Lord, as Paul instructed Timothy, it's a time to preach good words, good news. It's a time to speak of the rapture, curiously, because the rapture is sound doctrine. And some say, how is the rapture? Is that there's some things that are in the future that's going to happen. The Bible is a historical book. It's a prophetic book at the same time. And historically, well, it has uh, many years ago. But it speaks of prophecies that have been fulfilled, some that have been fulfilled, the ones that are being fulfilled and the ones that are coming. And those that are being fulfilled, the Bible speaks of of pain. It speaks of wars, of rumors of wars. It speaks of sickness, of earthquakes, of pandemics. The Bible speaks of all this, that in the end times, these things are going to happen. But it also speaks of the rapture of the church. It speaks that a moment is going to come and Christ is going to come in his clouds, just like he was lifted in the clouds and he will come and the dead in Christ will raise first. And then those that are living will be raptured with him in the sky. And when they're raptured in the sky, there's going to be two things that happen there in the sky and another one on the earth in heaven is the tribunal of Christ is the wedding of the lamb. A period of seven years while on the land is the reign of the antichrist. And when that reign of the antichrist there is where you're going to see the mark of the beast. That's where you're going to be not able to buy or sell unless you get marked. There's going to be the time of torment, but it's not for the church of the Lord. For the church of the Lord, the good news is that that the one who consecrated himself and accepts Jesus as his Lord and Savior, you have the blessing, which is the hope of the church, is the rapture. That we're not going to go through any tribulation. Like Enoch was raptured, and he didn't see death. And they took him out of Sodom and Gomorrah not to see death. The church of the Lord is going to be taken out in a moment. First, the dead in Christ, and then those that are living in Christ are are going to be raptured. That is a time to speak of this gospel, to tell the people, my brother, consecrate yourself to Christ, because there's a hope for those people that get in with the Lord. Live your life like the last day of your life. Live it in holiness. Live it in joy and in fellowship with the kingdom of heaven in your heart, because if you die today, the promise will be that you will be lifted first, those that are li- than those that are living, and those that are living in the Lord 
will be raised to find themselves with Jesus in the sky. And while on the earth, then after that, then there's a kingdom that's coming of peace, but it's the manifestation of the Antichrist. And then he's going to show himself as such, and he's going to show his true agenda, and then there'll be a tribulation, but the church of the Lord won't be there. The church that we preach is the church that God rescues before these things happen. It's a time to speak in troubled waters of good news, of evangelism, Christ Jesus, the solution from God, Christ, the only Lord and Savior, the only mediator between God and man. Preach Christ. Church, priests, Christ. Servants, preach Christ. People that are converted, preach Christ and put Christ in your heart in this time where there's troubled waters. The gospel is not present. The gospel is not in quarantine. You could have said to you that you have to stay at home. We'll do it. But the gospel is not in quarantine. The gospel doesn't need just to open your mouth, as the Apostle Paul said, in season and out of season, in any circumstance, be a resource, in any need, preach the word. Preach the word to yourself every day so you don't get deviated. Preach yourself. Preach it to your loved ones so no one deceives them or deviate them. Preach it to your neighbors. The word of the gospel, it's a good time to speak of the Lord. We are curiously in this situation of pandemic and of crisis. Allow me to say, you know why you're home? Because you can't be here in this church as we used to do. But this doesn't mean that the gospel is not preached. I take this word of the Apostle Paul. When he says that you be, I charge you then to preach in season and out of season. You know what that is? Is to be able to be firm in an adversity. And if something that we've done is to take this word through the internet, through Facebook, through YouTube, through social media. It's this time of crisis that we listen well, that we have more people connected like never before. In three weeks, almost 600 people have connected to our YouTube channels. In three weeks, and those that are going to connect today, because of you, that you're going to tell others that there's hope. Listen to the sound word. I'm going to do my part of evangelism. You could be that person. It's in this time, in this season, that we've gone forth. We brought our radio, CCDP Radio our radio station of God of Covenants Christian Center, so you don't forget to put that application. And I want to get into a biblical text in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 to 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 to 18, and it says the following, the Apostle Paul again, but I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him for those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means perceive those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, the church of the Lord, those of us that are alive, those that have stayed, we will remain and we shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. What is the gospel that we preach? The gospel 
of hope, the gospel. You know what? Christ is coming for his church. Are you other church? Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Are you ready for the day of the rapture? Because it's a word of life and a word of hope for those that believe in Christ Jesus. So let us get in our hearts this doctrine. It's a sound doctrine. And I want to show you there and or get into the last point, which is Satan's deception. Because it's it's a scenario of darkness. We have spoken in this title of this title of fish in troubled waters. We're speaking that it's a good opportunity of secular things like business and where we have to be careful. And there's an opportunity. Be careful of what they say to us or what they want to sell to us or what they want to deceive us. But it's a good opportunity to gain money as well and be resourceful. The second we're speaking in a spiritual scenario is the opportunity to evangelize the whole land and not diminish, not to go on vacation. The gospel continues running. The uh, Bible cell groups continue. The virtual meetings are continuing. Evangelism is still running. Send sound doctrinal messages so the gospel can penetrate other places. But the third, be careful with Satan's deception because here in troubled waters is where you can fish. And listen well. Paul, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, he says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. So they have disorderly appetites and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. What part of this don't you understand you as a church of the Lord? It says there that the time will come where they will not endorse sound doctrine. They're going to not appreciate the gospel that I'm speaking to you. Many people in this time do not appreciate or are not grateful to the gospel of salvation that is free through Jesus Christ. The word that has been taught to them for years, for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 3 years, I don't know, however many years. And they have taught them a pure word, a pure living word, a word that saved them, a word that took them out of sin, that changed their life. But it says that the time will come where they will reject the sound doctrine. It says there that these people will not endure the sound doctrine. And be careful that you don't endure the sound doctrine. To endure the sound doctrine is to desire the living word, the sound word, the word that we have preached and we continue preaching. And here I summarize the word that is the free salvation, the grace of God, the rapture before the tribulation, the sound word. Listen well, the sound healing word when we say to take care of your life, take care of your heart, please God. Fill yourself of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, of love, joy, peace, goodness, of of self-control. Live as if it was going to be your last day. Live it in excellence. That's a sound word. It says in this time, many are not going to endure that sound doctrine. But something is going to happen. They're going to have something that it's going to be an itching of the ear. Need hysteria to, oh, what do they say in the news? What do they say in the social media? This hysteria. And then Satan starts to fish in troubled waters and he sends doctrines of demons, doctrine of antichrist, things that go against the sound doctrine. And they start there to run in the chats and all the things of the social media that one said this or the conspiracy or that. And so many things come out. 
they stop listening to the word of hope, the word that brings peace. You want peace in your heart? Read the Bible. Read the Bible. Read the gospel so you can be filled with Christ first. And then when you read the gospels and you're filled with Christ, then read any other book of the Bible to see how the doctrine is encased, the sound doctrine. But what it has in the moment, they reject that sound doctrine and they want to listen to whatever thing that comes through there. And then they start to separate their ear from the truth and they get into things that uh, genealogies that they say, oh, if your last name finishes with a Z, then you come from this other tribe. Oh, no, your generation is from whatever tribe and tribe and tribe. And the people, oh, yes, I'm Jewish then. Oh, I come from the Jewish race. I'm not a Gentile. What is this? Jesus Christ saved. And Jesus Christ saves everyone that receives him. He came to his own and they didn't receive him. But those that receive them, he gives them the right to be called children of God. Stop looking for your last name, where you come from. Look where you come and where sin is coming from. And if you've gotten that forgiveness and where you're going, if you're with Christ in your heart. This, and think on that instead of genealogies. What's that? To take care of this or don't eat that or you have to uh, celebrate this day and they leave the sound doctrine because they have itchy ears the word of God says they want to learn everything and they don't know anything let us be very careful very careful with those things that want to bring fear that want to deviate that side from the sound gospel there's some things in social media that you can see in these days a leader of the church sent something from Ecuador that had a, of a girl that had a dream and in that dream I think it was last uh, Tuesday and in the dream that this child had a revelation and she went to heaven and, and the 21st, nobody could come out to the street because whoever went out to the street was going to die immediately. And they passed that on the news. Tell me if that's not Satan himself deceiving. Of course, a tender little child. You know how many people were scared that day? I, I went out to see if it was the coming of Christ. And today I'm here standing preaching the word of God because I have my heart firm in the rock of salvation, which is called Jesus Christ. Not with fables, not with stories, not with things. The word, the living word, the word that defends itself, the word that is irrefutable, the word that transforms, that penetrates, that changes the heart. What are you going to found or base your life on? On sand? That's a question for the church because Satan is very astute and he comes to fill your ears of the people who are not prepared in the gospel. Those that have congregated for many years, perhaps, but have not been consolidated into the sound doctrine, which is through Christ Jesus, that maybe their faith is put on feelings and emotions and not on the rock of salvation. They come and they say whatever like this and they separate them completely. They fill their mind of fear. They feel their heart of some things that are so strange of everything. Fish in troubled waters. Look, how did they speak? I, I've been in the gospel now for 28 years, but I have gone to understand that in every moment that an institution has been uh, uh, attacked, like they said that the UN was the Antichrist because it didn't accept uh, Israel as a state. Who said that? Because those that years ago lived because Israel wasn't accepted as a state, so they said, oh, so the UN is a, or, an Antichrist organization. And look what happened in 1948 to Israel, they accepted them as a state. 
So the UN accepted him. So now we're going to say before the UN. Now the UN is no longer Antichrist, or if it's the Antichrist, what happens in troubled waters? Everybody wants to fish, so they want to tie something with something else. No, let us stop saying that this is of the Antichrist. I know there's some things. Everything that's Antichrist, that's a topic that's coming. The Antichrist is what is coming against of the anointing or against the anointed one, which is Jesus Christ. And that has always existed. From Genesis, it speaks that an arch enemy of God went there in the conversation with a woman named Eve. That's a spirit that is an antichrist, an anti-anointing of God. And if we see in the all the trajectory of humanity, even Moses, he wanted Pharaoh wanted to die. A antichrist spirit, because if something that Moses was the Hebrew, he was an anointed one for them. So in his time, there was the antichrist. And when Jesus was to be born, uh, King Herod was sent to have him killed, the spirit of antichrist. So everything that goes against the church, everything against sound doctrine is antichrist. I understand that. And we'll get into this maybe a little bit later. But that the UN, that now, that the World Health Organization, that Bill Gates, that he has the the, the the vaccine for the virus. He doesn't have it. And all these things, these profane men, uh, minds are saying this. And forgive me that I get so serious, but I said I get a holy anger. Some some people that some minds that are just incredible. And now that Bill Gates has the vaccine, that he has a metal chip that he's going to put it into the people. That is the vaccine before the. And then on another side, it says that COVID-19 is a lie, that it's a conspiracy, that it doesn't exist. And one seeing family members of friends dying and one looking for the people that are calling from the hospitals that they're dying from the COVID and others because it hasn't happened. They said, oh, that's a lie to maintain us, the government to keep us at home. The world government doesn't want us to go out to congregate. Who said that? Who said that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to be prison? If Jesus has something, is that the gospel runs throughout all times. Don't let them get into you anything that is a lie. Be careful of the deceiver of this time, because in this time is also operating. Be careful of what you see on the Internet. How many times I tell you to the church here, I said for 14 years, and I say to you that are watching at home and those that are watching that have been present in the church. I say it again, be careful with what you see. Be careful with this, with that uh, news that I'm noticing that they have nothing that's investigative. They take any, listen, well, anything from the internet that I've seen already on the internet and they take it and they present it like the ultimate news, the most recent. They don't have investigative news. The yellow press, they go in contrary of everything that is going to be in peace for you. So be careful of what you're watching. Please fill yourself with the gospel. You want news? Get in with the good news. The gospel means good news of salvation. That is the best news. Be careful what you see on the internet. Be careful with what the people that want to give you information and with the charlatans that are instruments of the devil, with the messages from what's up and with the links that are erroneous that the people are giving to the conspiracy. And why do I speak to you in this way? Because the Apostle Paul had to create an argument there in his letter to the Corinthians, his second letter there, in chapter 11, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 1 to 4. Be careful, church, with this church. Disciples that God has given me by grace to have, pastors of the ministry, leaders of the Bible study groups, all that know of the Lord, the churches of God of covenants, Christians, wherever you go, and whoever says that they're saved by the grace of Jesus, be careful with this. Look at how Paul speaks 
in this letter, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 1 through 4. And he introduces, introduces it in this way. He says, oh, that you would bear with me a little folly. And what is Paul referring when he says, oh, that you would bear with me a little folly. And indeed, you do bear with me. And the Bible says that that is not speak. The Bible says that we don't have to speaking about ourselves. But how would it be Paul, the anger that he had. And the anger that he had against darkness and the sadness for the church in Corinth that he says, he says, I'm going to speak how I shouldn't. I'm going to have to speak about myself. I'm going to have to give myself a credit that I didn't want to give myself so that you could understand the message that I want to send to you as a church. And as pastors, the church and as the apostle, the mission, I also feel in this responsibility to take this and say what the apostle Paul said, because there's something that Paul said was he said, look. He says, I'm going to read everything, but he finishes saying, you tolerate all the bad news. He says, whatever thing they say to you, you listen to. But the pure gospel that I have preached to you, you don't want to embrace that. The gospel that I have given to you, the gospel that I've dictated to you, where I have broken night, where I've written you letters, where I have persuaded you, where I have motivated you, where I have shown you with evidence, all that you don't want to receive, the sound gospel. But anybody comes, any person comes with a new story, with a new demon doctrine, and that you say you tolerate that immediately. And as a pastor of the church, I feel like this. Be careful, leaders, leaders of the Bible study groups, leaders of the ministry, and the church in general, preaching here with elegance all this time, showing you evidences of the glory of God, showing you the living word, confronting what needs to be confronted, and confronting what needs to be comforted. Now you're going to go with any doctrine and whatever message that you get that comes from any organization that is not even Christian, that it's not want something from heaven, but something masquerading of light, but it's from darkness, and you're going to tolerate that? You're going to give ear to that? And this, that we have paid price of fasting, of prayer, of surrendering, of guarding ourselves, of guarding our hearts, of guarding ourselves in what we do, of not deceiving those of us to show you a holiness, and then you're not going to pay attention? No. I speak to you like the Apostle Paul spoke here, and I'm going to say it. It says, oh, that you would bear with me in a little folly, and indeed you do bear with me, for I am jealous for you and godly jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear, lest someone as the serpent deceive Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he comes, preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit, which you have not received, or a different gospel, which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. What is he saying? I have preached Christ to you. I have preached salvation. I've preached the gospel of repentance. I've preached the gospel of grace. I've preached of the doctrine of the rapture of the church, of the millennial reign of Christ. The, after the destruction of the Antichrist, the beast, and Satan, I've spoken all of a pure gospel. And now whoever comes with a new story, or that Bill Gates and the vaccine and this and that and this and all oh, and read this book, that you're going to listen to? Are you understanding this, church? Be careful. Be sensitive where you're standing. Are you in Christ? Or are you still standing in fables and in stories and emotions? Get with the gospel of salvation. As the Apostle Paul said, not that I have 
achieved it, but I persuade myself to get a hold of him that he got a hold of me for salvation. Get in with the sound doctrine, church. Don't be an infantile, please. I've wanted to present this gospel as a pure virgin, The Paul, Paul would say, of a holy life and myself as well, a life that pleases God in everything. That's a life that is filled with the fruits of the Holy Spirit to read the Bible. I've always said that. Bring your notebooks and write so that no one else can deceive you. What part haven't you understand? And someone else is going to listen with a little message from what's up that hasn't given you a face or that hasn't shown you where he lives. I've shown you my face. I've shown you where I live. And I've made you a part of my intimate group. And I've made you part of a congregation where we go in the back and we all eat together. That part you're not going to appreciate. You're going to run after whatever little comes from there and assuredly it's a charlatan of the devil be careful with this and forgive me that I'd be so direct fill yourself with the sound doctrine of Christ pray fast and look at the word and I want to finish and conclude with this with a teaching and there's a story in the Bible and you can find it you're going to look for in the judges you're going to see Gideon and I'm going to paraphrase but Gideon was one of the 14 judges of Israel and the word of God says that Gideon was with a great army and the Midianites were in a sector they made a camp to attack them and God gives a strategy that to Gideon of how this great people that he had to fight he says I'm not going to fight against the Midianites with this army and he says to just pick 300 the 300 of Gideon Gideon is filled with the word of God and God says in this way you're going to fight in this way you're going to find three squadrons and the squadrons you're going to separate around the whole great camp of the Midianites and if you read the Bible it says that they had so many camels that it was like the sand of the sea it was a camp that was great and it was at night and the squadrons are separated three hundred each and the command was following go some with with a torch in there so that so that you don't see the torch so you could understand and and take a trumpet and we're gonna go around that camp and when I say by Gideon and God, you are going to break the, the those things so that you can see the torches and the light and you're going to sound the trumpet. That is a war strategy. And look at what happens. There was a great troubled waters in that moment. That man, Gideon, with the 300 that were chosen of Israel, they do what the strategy that God has given them. And in the moment, he says by Gideon and by God, they broke those things and then the torches were shining and when the trumpets were sounded in the darkness all the people in the Midianites were so scared listen well they were so scared that they killed themselves each other they started to take out swords and and spears and they were killing themselves and what do I want to say with this that this is a war strategy or we use it for God or they use it, the darkness, to damage the church of the Lord. Be careful that the enemy doesn't break something before you and sound the trumpet and the trumpet of the doctrine that is not sound, the trumpet of a false doctrine, the trumpet of fear, the trumpet of desperation that is going to make you kill your families and kill your own church. Be careful of what you listen to, that no one uses you as a 
And I ask a question, why don't these messages get to me? They don't get to me, the messages. They, some people send it to me afterwards and I say, be careful because who is sending you these types of messages that is that are not sound doctrine, that are deceiving doctrines is because they're seeing you as a dumb site and they're trying to, to deceive you. And I tell you to the whole church, be careful with what you listen to and be firm. Read the word and get in with Christ. Do you receive this word today? Have you received this word? Fish in troubled waters, take advantage. Be creative on how to gain money and how to supply for your house. Ask God for wisdom and look at who you have around if you could produce something. And be careful with what you sell or with what you buy. Be very wise. Be wise to not deceive anyone else, but don't allow yourself for anyone to deceive you. And in this time, it's a time to evangelize and it's a time to close the ears to those trumpets. Listen, that Satan wants to blow in your ear to give you fear and to put doubt. May God bless you and allow me to pray for you in this moment. Good God, I ask in this moment that this word, Lord, is sown in the hearts, that it doesn't return void, but that it fulfill the purpose that which it was sent for. I give you thanks, Lord, for it, because I know that it confronts, and I know that it also brings hope, and that it brings wisdom, Lord. And I ask that the receptors, that they could assimilate and they could share it, that they do a work of evangelism in season and out of season, Lord, and that they be people that are watchful for the sound doctrine for themselves and for their home, Lord. Guard their ears, guard them from evil, guard them from all the attacks of the darkness in the name of Jesus and everyone there in their homes where they are, say amen and amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We invite you to look for us in the social networks such as Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Search under the name Dios de Pactos Florida. We hope this message has edified you. And please share with others. Have a wonderful day.